Hey guys, welcome to the Bite Size Gospel, where we take five to 10 minutes to chew on the gospel reading of the day and make it applicable to our everyday lives. This is a ministry of Saints Robert and William Parrish in Euclid, Ohio, for our Edge Life Team and Young Adult Ministries. If you stumbled across this podcast, welcome. I hope you can benefit from it and and it helps you grow closer in your relationship with Jesus Christ. My name is Michael Cox and I am the Youth and Young Adult Minister at Saints Robert and William Parish. All right, enough about that. Let's get into snacking on this gospel today. Hey, so I apologize for not having a podcast last Friday. Things are crazy with the family. I got into an accident. So I was dealing with phone calls, insurance, yada, yada. Not to mention, we just bought a new refrigerator, so I had to get it here and installed. Just a lot going on. So again, I apologize. Today is September 13th, 2021. And today is the Memorial of St. John Chrysostom. Yes, I had to, pr- that, that's hard to pronounce. I had to practice that a lot. He was a bishop and doctor of the church. He's also known as one of the early church fathers. We call them early church fathers because we rely on their spiritually rich teachings and traditions for the doctrine of the church. And because they live closer to the time of Jesus and the original apostles, So their teachings on faith are super important to the life of our church. He was known as an excellent preacher, hence the name Chrysostom, which means golden-mouthed, and someone who would be able to tell you the truth in love. He was a great writer and is well known as someone who was humble even even though the bishops of the church at that time lived lavish lifestyles. He was a bishop and he would call them out and they did not like that. So much so that the, a lot of those corrupt bishops and the Roman empress, Eudocia, wife of the Roman emperor, schemed a plan to exile him, which led to his death. So today's gospel is full of Catholic teaching and tradition. I'm sure you'll notice right away when you hear the words. Here's the gospel according to Luke chapter 7, 1 through 10. When Jesus had finished all his words to the people, he entered Capernaum. A centurion there had a slave who was ill and about to die, and he was valuable to him. When he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and save the life of his slave. They approached Jesus and strongly urged him to come, saying, He deserves to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he built the synagogue for us. And Jesus went with them. But when he was only a short distance from the house, The centurion sent friends to tell him, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof. Therefore, I did not consider myself worthy to come to you, but say the word and let my servant be healed. For I too am a person subject to authority, with soldiers subject to me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come here, and he comes, and to my slave, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him, and turning, said to the crowd following him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. When the messengers returned to the house, they found the slave in good health. This is the gospel of the Lord. Just so you know, most, if not all the time, I am not worthy for anyone to come to my house. My house is always a mess and and projects are constantly in queue. I mean, I have two kids. My wife works full-time. I am a full-time youth minister. 
So time to clean and tidy up is always a luxury that we don't have. I'm sure some of you may feel like that at times, maybe a lot of the time. But when we have ample time to push things into the closet and tidy up, we feel a little worthy for a guest to come to our homes. The centurion in this gospel more than likely had a really clean and pristine home. I mean, he had slaves, money, and people underneath his authority. I'm sure he was always ready to entertain a guest. But that's not the point here. He knows the power that Jesus has. He's heard the rumors. He knows Jesus can do what he says he could do. The centurion says he's not worthy because Jesus is not just a popular guy or or just a religious leader. But the centurion knows that Jesus was sent by God. He knows that Jesus' power is not magic, but it is God-given. Jesus then says to his disciples and the people around him, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. Jesus heals the servant, not even needing to be in close proximity to the servant. Jesus' power doesn't have constraints or certain processes. He can do the impossible. Here's what I think we need to understand from this gospel. Jesus doesn't care that your house is messy. I'm not talking about your wood, brick, and mortar house. I'm talking about the house of your body, your heart, your soul, your flesh, and blood. That house we talk about when we say at Mass before we receive the Eucharist, Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter underneath my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed, is the house of your body. While it's important to go to confession regularly and receive the Eucharist without mortal sin, the point here is that it's okay to be broken and a mess. When we go to confession, we hear the words from Jesus via a priest, I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We need to believe that. You need to have the faith of the centurion to know that we are healed forgiven, and saved by Jesus on the cross. Jesus doesn't care if your house isn't in order. He wants to be in the mess. Stories like Mary and Martha come to mind. Mary was engaged in the presence of Jesus sitting at his feet, while Martha was worried too much about all the little details, so much so that she missed out. The passages of the calming of the storm come to mind. Jesus isn't afraid of our storms and messiness. He comes to calm and bring peace to the waters of our mess. Have faith that even though we aren't worthy, Jesus wants to embrace us and let peace enter our house. Like Jesus says to his disciples, to his priests, into whatever house you enter, first say, peace to this household. So the next time you're at Mass and you hear the words spoken by the priest, Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. You should say in faith and confidence, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should enter underneath my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Then receive Jesus into your broken and messy house. Let him in and and let Jesus say, peace to this household. Well, that's the bite-sized gospel for today. I hope you know that you are seen, known, and loved by God, but not only that, that you show the world that very same truth, that they are seen, known, and loved by God too. Let's close in a short prayer attributed by St. John Chrysostom. 
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come, life everlasting. Amen. St. John Chrysostom, pray for us. St. John Vianney, pray for us. St. Mary Magdalene, pray for us. Mary, Mother of the Church and Queen of Heaven, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you t- tomorrow for another bite-sized gospel. Peace.